Hey, Glenna, great. Not Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to a special edition of Mama Chat. Today, we're going to honor Elizabeth Edwards, who passed away following a lengthy battle with cancer. Um, the Mamacrats felt a very special relationship with Mrs. Edwards in many ways because she was one of the inspirations for our site to be founded. Now, I'm joined today by two of our co-founders, Stefania Pomponi-Butler and Glenna Campbell, who are both online now. Um, hello, ladies. Hi, there. Hi Donna. So um, we, we had to put, and Cynthia Liu is with us too today. Hi, Sin. Hi, I'm cinematic on the on Mama Kratz. <laughs> um, so, Stefania, Glenna, this, this is a terrible day for, for all of us. Um, do you want to, to tell us a little bit about how you met Mrs. Edwards and, and how she inspired you to get involved in politics? Um, this is Stefania. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. I Hi Stefania. Hi. Okay, great. <laughs> it's it's weird not to hear anything on the other line. Um, um yeah, I, I mean I can um I can speak briefly about um, you know, maybe just about Monocrat's history, how we started, um, and then how that led to meeting Elizabeth Edwards. I know for Glenna and myself on multiple occasions, um, for those that may not know Mama Kratz was started as a as this blog that actually was supporting John Edwards for president um, for many reasons, but um, mainly because all of us are um, are as progressive as he is or was, um, and of course this was uh, pre um, <laughs> all of the horrible scandal scandalous stuff, but. For many of us, his progressive um, message resonated. Um, and uh, the secondary reason for starting Mama Crafts was then, you know, of course, we knew John Edwards was a long shot for president, and then it was focused on just getting that Democrat elected. So we always knew there was a secondary reason. Um, Mrs. Edwards was not surprisingly, because of the focus of our blog, a supporter from almost the very beginning, um, commenting on posts. And she would pop up in the middle of the night <laughs> and chime in on posts. And um, we had the opportunity to meet her the first time through um, the Silicon Valley Mom blog organization when her first book, Saving Graces, came out, or when her, her book at the time, Saving Graces, came out. Um, she really wanted to sit down with, with bloggers. Um and, you know, all of us being bloggers were kind of cynical, I think, about why she wanted to meet with us. And it was before, well before John Edwards um, announced that he was actually going to run for president. So in a way, um, it was really um, kind of prescient of her to uh, want to connect with people that she knew to be influential and in their own spheres, in their own communities. And she was very forward about that. Um, she felt that, she said in that meeting that um, she felt that blogs were the last democratic institution.
institution. Um, she called it a town square, and that she really admired citizen journalists. Um, and then she said, you know, I, I want to feel like, you know, this is always going to be a two-way street. You can always call on me. My door is open. And she gave us what she said was her direct email address. And I know many of us monocrats have emailed her at that address. Um, and she responded. Um, so, you know, the news yesterday was shocking. Um, the fact that she's gone today is, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think it, I don't think for me it had fully sunk in, you know, yesterday's news. And then we heard today's news that she was gone, which is just, you know, equally, more so shocking, very fast. Yeah. So I just wanted to share those that particular story. Glenna and I actually, and maybe Glenna can speak to this a little bit more, but we had the I mean, extreme privilege of meeting with Mrs. Edwards, just the two of us, with her. Um, and Beth. You know, and Beth, yes. And, and Beth, Beth Leckerman. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I can see four people sitting there. Um, with her in a, um, at a hotel near the San Francisco airport. She was passing through on the way to a speaking engagement. This was very shortly after kind of news was starting to break about John Edwards' affair. Um, she was very candid with us then and told us things that, you know, any blogger who heard those things would have immediately said exclusive. And, you know, if we had written about those things, would have probably put Momocrats even more <laughs> on the map. Um, you know, but we chose to take a different path. We really respected her, um, even wanting to share and you know and it was nothing you know she didn't ever say this is off the record on you know she, obviously she was very savvy and knew that anything she was saying could have been um published or broadcast to a wider audience but i don't know we just all felt really strongly that she was sharing private private thoughts and moments and they should remain that way um and i think we all kind of knew what she was thinking and feeling or, or could imagine what she was thinking and feeling at the time. So um, it was just a distinct honor to have met her and um, had her be a, a supporter of Monocraft. Yeah, um, this is Glenna, and I just wanted to add to that sort of my own remembrances of, of the times that I was privileged to meet her. And um, and I, what I recall about the first meeting that we had was that I was I had never met Stefania before that um, that first meeting with the Silicon Valley Moms group, and um, and Blogher had actually sort of arranged this meeting for um, for Mrs. Edwards to meet with some San Francisco area bloggers, and so I was probably as excited to meet Stefania, whose blog I'd read for a number of years, as I was to meet Mrs. Edwards, and so we all came into this hotel conference room and. Um, you know, some of us had never met each other, had only read each other, and there was a lot of, you know, chit-chat and everyone was really excited and, you know, we're all introducing ourselves to each other and we're chatting and then she just very unobtrusively walked in and, you know, didn't make a big announcement, didn't make a big show of it and just walked in and, and you know, stuck out her hand and said, hi, I'm Elizabeth. And I thought she was one of the bloggers for a minute because I didn't really realize that you know, someone wasn't going to come in and announce her or whatever. But that's just how she was. She was just very friendly and genuine and um, and just graceful about everything. 
And so, you know, we sat down with her that day, and everyone had an opportunity to talk with her, to ask a question. Um, she gave us very uh, insightful and, you know, sort of candid remarks at that time as well. And I think everyone was really charmed by her. And I'm not sure that I personally would have given John Edwards that much credibility as a candidate had I not had that experience with her because I really felt like, you know, if this is the woman behind the man, then he's he's on to something because she was so smart and so savvy and so intuitive about so many issues that that we were talking to her about. And this was a book tour. This was not uh, – he had not even announced at that point – um, but when he did announce, I took him very seriously as a candidate. And, you know, through my uh, uh, support and money, too, <laughs> behind him, largely because of that relationship that was established with her. And, um, you know, and that relationship kind of went on from there to, you know, she and I exchanged emails a couple of times, and, and um, I was always just thrilled to see something in my inbox from her and, We've been friends on Facebook for the last year or so, um, you know. So I always felt like I could just sort of drop in and say hello, and you know, I'm thinking of you or whatever. And she would respond, and um, it, it's just a very, very sad day for me, um, you know, just hearing this news. And yesterday, all day too, just knowing that um, that she probably didn't have that much longer. But I had hoped for, you know, her to be able to spend Christmas with her kids, but um, I guess that wasn't meant to be. Yeah, what a what a sad time of year for for those kids to lose their mother like that right yeah. now. Um, now, Glenna and Stefania, the the book tour she did that was the book about her battle with cancer. Um, that was the book Saving Graces. That was her first book, and mm-hmm. I think she talked about the having been diagnosed with cancer. And then I think she updated it later. And then she wrote a second book called Resilience, which I think had um, had more information about, um, you know, how how do you put up with, with um, these sort of terrible things that are happening in your life, and you know, where do you find the strength to go on? And and the, the centerpiece of that book, or at least the introduction of, of Resilience, she talked about losing her father as being a very significant point for her. Um, and that sort of, and, and also losing her son, her 16-year-old son, which, in Saving Graces, she went into a lot of detail about, um, you know, that grief process. And um, and I also remember talking to Stefania about that book, Saving Graces. We we all, you know, this wasn't a thing where they gave us the book and said read it, and then you get to discuss it with the author. We all purchased it with our own money just to see, you know, who this person was. And I remember staying up like half the night reading this book, um, and just crying through most of it because of all the things that she revealed about herself and about the the pain of losing a child which is you know an unimaginable pain as far as I'm concerned and you know uh, but it, she's she was a, a phenomenal writer and really able to just kind of reach out and, and grab you with her words and um, and I think she did that many times for many different people um yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just thinking about all the things that she went through and what a symbol she became to those of us who may not be going through as much, but might be feeling that times are tough. And then you looked at her, and she was. Uh, she she had such grace as she 
handled all these horrible things happening. I think that's really, um, that is the word um, to describe so much about her, Grace. I mean, it, you know, not not only was the title of her book, but, um, you know, there's not, there's, as you read, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back about the book and how um, so many parts of that book um, really stayed with me, but, but the biggest part of it was that she, it was like a big thank you letter. To ev- like it literally seemed like everyone she ever knew who um, cro- you know, who she crossed paths with, from the the bagger in the grocery store to um, her first teachers to um, waiters, you know, food servers that she encountered along the way. But I mean, from the time she was five years old, it seemed like she remembered everyone's names and all the kindness that they showed her, and. Um, and it was really kind of a, a whole lesson in how to be gracious in your life and um, and how to say thank you and remembering to say thank you. And, um, and you really got the sense that each of those people shaped her in some way. And that was very powerful. Um, and I think if, 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 if I'm just recalling to the last Facebook message, where she said something about how, you know, it's impossible to put into words how how people have affected her and how much she wants to say, say thank you, but to those people you know, um, or you know, <laughs> you know, she doesn't mean to say the words, um, you, when you read that book, you get the sense that, no, you know, she's probably said her thank yous a million times. Um, she just seemed like that kind of person that had that connection, that look you in the eye, Say your name when she meets you. Remember the detail about you. Um, kind of, you know, person who who really is a, a people person. Mm-hmm. How that sustained her. Um, Sin. Oh, um, I I didn't. I wasn't actually one of the lucky few who got to meet her at Blog Her or at Silicon Valley Moms Group. Um, and so my knowledge of her is really secondhand, and I actually was just reading on um, City Mama's website, Stefania's website, citymama.typepad.com. Um, you know, she's this really lovely piece um, up on October 24th of 2006 where she's, you know, basically describing what it was to meet her and how, um, you know, just bowled away by her charisma and her commitment to social justice and so many other issues that, that people were really wanting and hungry to hear about in, in the upcoming campaigns. And uh, and then I also wanted to mention on Mamacrats, um, we have a couple pieces from um, – Carolee, uh, and then also from Stephanie Himmel-Nilsen, um, who actually also got to meet her also. So I'm I'm just really kind of very moved by, um, you know, these kinds of remembrances from people lucky enough to meet her directly. And, and I think I'm also really um, just incredibly touched and moved because um, I think it's, it's the power of um, – we, we often think that one person cannot – um, change the world or affect anyone else, but you know here Elizabeth had been so um, inspiring and, and welcoming and receptive to the ideas that these quote unquote you know simple mommy bloggers quote unquote you know had um, about politics, and I think that's really where 
Stefania and, and Glenna both, um, you know, decided to come up with the idea to launch Mamacrats. And to me, you know, having be, having been able to write for Mamacrats and just knowing that there's a, a voice and a space and an outlet like there uh, that exists, it, you know, has just meant the world to me. So I, as I reflect on Elizabeth Edwards' passing, it's really, you know, kind of thinking about how, yes, yeah, she did indeed touch my life in a very deep way, even though I never really met her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I, you know, without Stefania and Glenna starting Mamacrats, I mean, I wouldn't have met you or any of these fabulous women who really care about the direction our nation is taking and, you know, raising our children in a country where it is truly equal and free for all. And it's, it's because of Elizabeth Edwards. There wouldn't be a Mamacrats, and I wouldn't know all of you. Mm-hmm. So, I, you well, know, even though it's, yeah, even though it's I, removed, I feel like I owe her a great big debt. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Donna. And I think um, that she was really in tune with the online communities and how online communities can become real-life friendships because she talked about in her book, Saving Graces, that when her son Wade died, that was um, in, I think, 1996 or 97, um, there there were no blogs or not many to speak of or Facebook or anything like that. And she went to the Usenet groups. I don't know if you all uh, remember those, but the um, oh, yeah. Usenet groups where you could just post basically like in a bulletin board fashion on various topics. And she went to a grief site and she posted there you know, what she was going through. And she found tremendous support from total strangers from all over the world who were going through um, the same things that she was going through. And they were, you know, catching up with each other and they would get to know each other online as, you know, how are you? And she spent hours on these Usenet groups um, connecting with people. And I think that's when when blogs sort of evolved out of that um, into communities, she saw the power of that and she saw that... um, you know how much benefit that had to people. So when the Edwards campaign started, that she, that was a very important piece of theirs. They were way ahead on social media, way ahead of Obama or anybody else, um, in at least in the Democratic side, um, with you you know go, reaching out to bloggers, using Twitter, using all of these various new forms of social media that were uh, evolving at the time. And um, you know I think that that was mainly due to her and. Um, you know, and I and I definitely think that I think of Elizabeth as the original Mamacrat. That she was really the inspiration, and she was the one that if we hadn't met her, if we hadn't come together, it it would not have evolved the way that it did. So um, I can certainly say that I owe the friendships that I've made with all of you to to that to her as well. I like that the original Mamacrat. <laughs> I think maybe we should put up a page. To her, right on the site with her picture, just uh, just saying that. Um, she also, in her last year or two, became kind of a symbol for healthcare reform, didn't she? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think first this was Stefania briefly, and then I and then I actually have to dash, but I think it was her um, her her. Speaking out about it, you know, especially in the last year or two, but even more than that, that um, 
that really attracted me to progressive um, politics. John Edwards and his and his uh, stance at the time, um, because I mean she just <laughs> was able to put into words and be that mouthpiece for everything that I you know personally believed in, and was able to you know uh, share ideas like you know why aren't there health clinics and low-income schools. Why can't families just go right there for all the services they need? What, what, wouldn't that solve so many problems? Um, all of those things that, you know, sadly are not a part of, of today's um, health care scenario. But, um, you know, I'm just thankful that she was someone who was so high-profile who could keep fighting that fight for people that really yeah. had no voice. Yeah, I guess now we all have to continue the fight without her. So many areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad to do it and happy to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, um I think uh Pundit Mom also has a really wonderful piece up um on her website. And um, and there she points out something that I, I hadn't really stopped to think about, which is what a loss of incredible sort of political talent, um, you know, just in terms of someone who could, um, you know, bring a message to a large group of people to really, um, you know, Glenna and Stefania were talking about how, um, you know, their decision to get on board with John Edwards or the, the campaign and, and support him at the outset, you know, was really something that was swayed by how persuasive and how um, articulate she was and how forceful she was in talking about, you know, social justice issues, which, you know, hadn't been on the radar at all. And, and I think, you know, that's another way to kind of appreciate her and understand you know, the place that she had in, in our culture, in our political landscape especially, is someone who had, you know, tremendous credibility and was very um, extremely articulate about, um, you know, issues that we all care about and sort of framing them in ways that regular people can understand and then sort of guiding us toward, you know, what would be a good policy to take on that that could help, you know, the greatest number of people. So, you know, just on, on those terms alone, um, you know, we don't we don't have – too many um we don't have enough talented women like that in politics who um have have that capacity to really connect with everyday people and and to be forceful and um you know knowledgeable like that and and I you know and I think that's another way in which we'll really miss her presence because I, I just remember her speaking up um you know choosing her moments on the, the healthcare reform battle very carefully but you know always with something um very persuasive and something to you know kind of think about that maybe was getting lost in the din of you know punditry and and excitement and you know tea party you know so on and so forth you know all the voices added to the mix but her her voice could really stand out you know and command that kind of respect so it's a, another way that I just really appreciated who she was and, and what she tried to accomplish. She really had to touch the them in heart. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Stefania? I was just going to say that um, such a, if she were healthy, you know, these past couple of years and John Edwards didn't just implode, what <laughs> might our health, the health care scenario be today? You know, mm-hmm. I, just, I, yeah. I think it would be different 
because of their voices being added to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, two of our best progressive fighters <laughs> um, were just, you know, silenced for one way, for one reason or another. It's a shame. Yeah, it it is what could have been that we have to... I think Elizabeth would want all of you, all of us, to keep on going and to keep on inspiring other women to keep on going. I agree. Yeah, I I agree too. Well, um, I I felt that the you know, that was sort of the biggest tra- tragedy of the last few years of the whole Edwards implosion was that uh, that these voices were lost, that he lost all of his credibility um, as a spokesman for these types of things. And because her health was not uh, was not good, she couldn't become a, come out and be the forceful advocate that we, we all knew that she could be. Um, and also, you know, there was this sort of... Um, piling on of these books that were written about the Edwards, you know, for for financial gain of the authors, I'm sure. But, you know, just sort of all these negative things that came out later. But um, I guess I never really believed most of it, (laughs) uh, at least 100%, because I had met her and I knew what kind of person she was. Um, And so you know the books that came out about what supposedly happened with the the scandal and everything i never really gave much credence to those um but i i just felt like you know how much can this person take um yeah. you know that w- what's with this pile on here i mean the woman was already ill and yet uh there was they didn't seem to have any kind of discretion or anything about uh, revealing these supposedly bad things that, that happened during the campaign. And I don't know. I mean, I just found the whole thing very distasteful. And it's not that, you know, I would ever try to justify anything that John Edwards did, um, you know, with his affair or whatever. That's his personal business. But um, it was just the reaction and the aftermath that she sort of got caught up in that it was just the biggest tragedy, though, to me, was the fact that we lost her as an advocate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it looks like Stefania already had to leave us, and we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, what do you? What should we take from this life from this woman who who we need more more like? Are we? You know, blah blah. blah. I'm I'm babbling because I just don't know what else to say about it. She's. She was uh, important to us all. Um, Well, I'm guessing that in the next few days, and we're already starting to see, you know, with um, messages from the White House, from President Obama and Mrs. Obama, and from, um, you know, various other uh, folks. I think Maria Shriver has offered, you know, sort of a public statement um, about um, how she cherished uh, Elizabeth Edwards as a person, as a personal friend, and also as, as someone who is an advocate. Um, you know, and I think hopefully it will be a time to reflect, you know, hopefully it won't get lost. I mean, I know there's a lot going on in terms of, you know, this lame duck session and trying to pass, you know, all kinds of vital legislation. But hopefully we can take, you know, just a few um, moments, you know, out of 
this kind of busy holiday season with all of that going on and just sort of reflect on, you know, what what it is that she tried to bring to our culture and, and how she'd really tried to improve things for, um, you know, for other people and, and thought of other people and to kind of really celebrate um, that spirit, which which sadly, you know, really seems to have gone by the wayside in terms of thinking about social justice and people who are not as well off as you and so on and so forth. You know, hopefully that can be something we we take from her passing um, is a, a moment to reflect, basically. Yeah. Lena, do you have something to say in conclusion? Um, well, I, I think the only thing I would like to add is that I think that everyone should read her book, both of them. Um, I think they, they've been a, a tremendous source of um, inspiration for me um, and for anything that you're going through in your life if you have um, you know, an illness or loss of a job or, a, you know, a, a cheating spouse or, or whatever, but any any challenge that you have in your life, if you read what she's been through and how she faced it, I think it, it could help any, you know, anyone um, to kind of face up to those things in their own lives. And I don't think it matters what political party you belong to or whether you believe in health care reform or not, but these are just sort of very human issues that she dealt with and that everyone, I think, can relate to on one level or another. So I think that people should, you know, read her books and read her words and and live by them. And, and it's like what Sin was saying. It's like, and never forget to be grateful and never forget to thank the people in your life who've helped you along the way um, because that's what she did and she made a practice of it pretty much, I think, until her dying day because yesterday she was thanking people. Um, on her Facebook page for the support yeah. that they'd shown. So uh, I hope that's the message that we take away is to be grateful. And that is a very good message for us all. Um, Glenna, Stefania, Cinematic, thank you for joining us for this special edition of Mamacrat's Mama Chat. Uh, we won't be in our usual time slot tomorrow, but we will be back next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, thank you all. And I wanted thank to just you. quickly say before we signed off that obviously our condolences, our deepest condolences go out to the family um, at this terrible time, the sad time. Yes, thank you.